What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. 98.5, this is Weekdays with Mike. Good afternoon. Joining me on the line this afternoon is regular guest Simon Creek from HHG Legal Group. Good afternoon, Simon. Good afternoon, Mike. Nice to talk to you. We uh, we started this conversation last Wednesday uh, talking about the different reasons some people uh, refuse or decide not to, to uh, COVID vaccinate and why we can't group them all together. We had quite a few text messages come through. We had a few calls as well, people just sharing their thoughts in a, in a calm and peaceful manner. We weren't taking sides. It was just really interesting to have... Uh, to talk to people and get their feedback. So well, we didn't, we sort of started it last week and so because we couldn't talk to you last Wednesday, it's good that we can catch up today and have a bit of a chat about it. Absolutely. <clears throat> Looking forward to it because I, I really think um, there is this big difference between anti-vaxxers and non-vaxxers and then a need for respect. But also perhaps there are some things we can discuss today that might alleviate the fear. I think that's a good thing, is to, to eliminate the fear. And I guess in amongst that, I guess it's also, um, you mentioned anti-vaxxers, but I guess there's also, there's that, um, that's the anti, I guess the anti-mandate, if you like, maybe not so much anti-vax, but I guess having having a choice. Simon, is it worth just recapping where we are in WA right now regarding vaccination directions? Sure. Um, I, don't, I won't bore everybody by going right through them in any detail, I think. <laughs> Most listeners will be reasonably um, aware, but in short, um, particularly as of the last few weeks, anybody who's not double-dosed and pretty much booked in for a booster by now um, really has no choice but to you know, either work from home, resign, which uh, unfortunately quite some amount of people are doing, and in any event, they're having their lives affected. The um, ability to go anywhere you want in a country known for its freedom has been severely curtailed by COVID. Um, And I think it's just important to, in summary, note that it's really not been the federal government here who has brought in any mandatory policy of vaccination. The term itself is actually quite misleading. Um, The feds have have basically said, look, this is between a business and its, its employees and it's for the state governments to effectively agree or disagree with such a, a broad approach. And our state government, the McGowan government, has taken things much further. It has definitely intervened in... Look, I don't want to ever make political comments on this segment, but I'd say, in hindsight, perhaps even the Premier is realising that he could have been far more finessed and perhaps less blunt and uh, could have said things differently so that the segregation and the concern that we're seeing growing may have been avoided. Mm. Simon, do we have a a bit of a clear picture, I guess, on what it looks like, like the breakdown of the different reasons why why people uh, have made that decision? We do, and it's been really interesting for me as a lawyer, as a business owner, and in general to have to dig deep into this because... um, Law firms, for example, have had to introduce um, mandatory vaccination policies in the main. Uh, The decision was taken out of our hands really by the courts, the prisons, hospitals, age homes, all introducing mandatory vaccination policies themselves. So lawyers 
to be honest, just can't appear in court at the moment unless they are at least double-vaxxed. So I've had to sit down with employees and work through uh, their positions where they don't want to be vaccinated. And in a nutshell, it seems to me that you've got uh, a big breakdown of different reasons uh, not to vaccinate. And whilst a lot of those might seem ludicrous to uh, the majority, um, it's really important, I think, to dig deeper and look at the psychological factors and then the long list of other reasons that don't have anything to do with other vaccines, as you noted in, in a moment ago, it really is all about COVID and it's about the mandatory nature. It's about the feeling of control being taken away. So psychologically, the list is, is actually quite long there. Just a misunderstanding and a lack of information is one issue. Uh, a lot of people are afraid of needles, vaccines, putting anything into their bodies that they don't like. Uh, the mandatory nature has encouraged a feeling of helplessness, very high degrees of anxiety and, and sometimes even denial um, about the seriousness of COVID. Uh, and I suppose the last one to add to that list of psychological barriers that seems prevalent is a big uh, crisis of confidence over whether we can trust government sources, including the health advice internationally that all Western governments have been receiving. Uh, they're all psychological barriers. Those people are not saying, I won't get other vaccines. They're very much saying, I'm not going to take this one. I just don't trust or I'm scared of what it might do. Mm, very good, Simon. You summed that up well. Simon, we'll take a break. We'll put you back on hold there. We'll come back and uh, chat some more. We've been chatting about the different reasons some people refuse or decide not to to COVID vaccinate and why we can't group them all together. Simon, we were just chatting about some of, and then breaking that down, looking at some of the different reasons some people refuse to vaccinate. You mentioned uh, about trust in our government, which is quite an interesting discussion almost on its own. Uh, What about people's personal experience? Does that come up a lot? It does. Look, I think we could dig deeper and say... You've got three reasons um, that no vaxxers will cite uh, as a reason, I suppose, as a driving force to not vaccinate. And really, it's, it is a loss of trust in government, big pharma, media. Mm. It's then a personal experience. And the third, which is, I think we've got to give credit to this one, is those with medical exemptions. And I just want to quickly note on that. Please, all who are listening, if you see people with badges on or anything else around their neck saying, I have medical exemption for not wearing a mask, uh, for example, respect them, uh, don't abuse them. We are getting reports of, you know, to be frank, little old ladies, for want of a better term, Mm -hmm. just innocently going about their shopping. They can't wear masks. Um, They've got medical issues and reasons not to. They've got badges on saying so and they're being abused um, in the shopping aisles. I just want to get that out there. Let's Mm. please not do that. That's That's really poor form. But back to the the issue, you know, the loss of trust. Um, I can so understand this. I think we all can. It's a different day and age. There's so much fake news around. Um, We do feel that governments worldwide promise one thing and deliver another again and again. So, you know, can I understand why people just don't believe a lot of the medical evidence that governments are putting forward? Sure, I can. Um, But that's where you've really got to do your own homework and avoid the fake news. The personal experience, 
um, there are a lot of people out there. I had no idea. I really didn't. Who have had such, um, you know, bad experiences with needles, with vaccines, with illness generally. Family and friends who have been some of the unlucky few to get bad reactions to the vaccinations, and it produces fear. It it fans that personal concern about what might happen to them, and that's made all the worse if you really are one of these extremely health and body conscious people um, who, you know, I respect. They just don't want to put anything into their bodies that they don't understand. So, in a nutshell, um, I think this whole anti-vaxxer versus non-vaxxer um, description or debate needs to be well understood by all of us. There, there are some very practical reasons behind people not getting vaccinated. Now, I've looked at it all, and I've very happily had the triple jabs. Um, I personally think that the amount of research that's been done worldwide collaboratively between governments is the uh, effectively adds up to the most hours of trials on these vaccines ever on any vaccine in history. And if all the governments of the world, by and large, are recommending it, that is good enough for me. But that's me. And there are so many other psychological barriers that affect other people's decision-making on this and I realised I just need to be exceptionally respectful of that, knowing that it's effectively them who are carrying the consequences, not me. And we'll come to that later in the segment. It's not actually something that has a huge impact on the rest of us if they choose not to vaccinate. Mm. Simon, thank you for that. We'll, uh, we'll take a break on that. We'll come back and uh, chat some more. Simon, what's your thoughts when you think about uh, conspiracy theorists? We're in dangerous and fascinating times uh, worldwide, including in Australia, because for good reasons, the mass commercial media aren't giving uh, a lot of the conspiracy theorists the oxygen they would like. But as a lawyer, um, it's certainly come to my attention that as a result, the growing following that very dangerous conspiracy theorists have is growing underground. And particularly on social media. And as an example, I just want to raise the uh, character Ricardo Bossi. And most of us wouldn't have heard of him. He's a former SAS lieutenant colonel, and he's on ASIO's radar now. He's got an amazing military CV. Uh, He's won awards left, right and centre, been a very in-demand public speaker post his military career. Um, And... You know, his his CV is, by all accounts, uh, trustworthy. This individual has a growing, fast-growing following and is literally promising to hang, publicly execute, the Prime Minister, most doctors, most nurses, most other politicians, pretty much anybody who has been publicly supporting the COVID vaccinations. And yet, we don't hear about him on the news each night, etc. His Facebook, his personal Facebook following is 46,000 people. And he is literally telling people that uh, quite shortly in WA, those that aren't vaccinated will be shipped off to Nuremberg-style concentration camps and gassed. And people are following this. They are fearful. Um, this is 
the true anti-vaxxer. And it's why I am encouraging us all to differentiate the terms anti-vax and non-vax. And I think the West, when it did do one article on all of this recently, um, made just one very short but astute comment. And it goes like this, and I quote, These claims might just come across as the ravings of a madman, but they shouldn't be dismissed as just another crank. When they're not spouting crazy stuff, they present as eloquent and charismatic. And therein is the danger. Always has been with conspiracy theorists, but I don't think we've seen it in Australia quite this badly. Mm, interesting. Simon, just looking at the uh, the current restrictions that are in play now here in WA and, and the price that uh, people that choose not to get vaccinated are already paying, what are your thoughts on, will this continue or do you think things will change in the near or the future? This is a big unknown and it makes the whole concept of... Um, business-based vaccination policy is really difficult. I hated bringing in a mandatory vax policy at HHG Legal Group because, for starters, I respect people's views to do what they like with their bodies here. Um, And also, I don't know, none of us knows when the need for all of these vaccinations might, in fact, be removed from any government agenda. So I have lawyers at the moment, fortunately not too many, I've got two in particular who have resigned, great lawyers, good people, considered thinkers who just don't like being told by the government what to do. They're not blaming HHG, fortunately. They Mm. understand our position. But they're of the view that within months uh, this will all change and they'll be able to come back to work um, because there won't be any policies. I don't think uh, we can assume that. Um, We're, what, virtually three years in now and uh, who knows how many other strains of COVID may come up. And I think that your inability to work in most places, enter most venues, go to court, visit people in hospitals and aged care homes, etc., these are a big price to pay for your decision not to vaccinate. And I'm, I'm only raising it as a question for thought for those that are listening that aren't vaccinated. How confident can you be that this is going to go away quickly, are you prepared to spend the next five years, maybe more, um, effectively segregated from the rest of society because of your decision not to follow mainstream, international, corroborated health advice? I respect your conviction, but I know you're paying a very heavy price socially uh, and economically, and it's not a given that you won't have to keep doing so into the future. Mm. Simon, we'll uh, take a break. 98.5, this is Weekdays with Mike. Regular guest Simon Creek from HHG Legal Group is on the line. Simon, just to finish off today, because we are nearly out of time, once again, it goes quick. Uh, You touched on it a little bit earlier about uh, really exercising respect and kindness to everyone, regardless doesn't matter what their vaccination state it is, status is, but uh, it's learning to not sort of uh, get our backs up and show some respect and kindness, surely. Well said. Totally agree, Mike. Um, nicely summarised. And I suppose that said, I might <clears throat> present a bit of extra logical argument behind why. You know, even if you don't uh, feel all that kind and, mm. and necessarily inclined to respect others, um, 
remember this. These, there are some basic rules of human psychology at play here. Um, if you go head to head with someone trying militantly to change their view, I can tell you now, the research is deep. You will simply help them entrench their position. You won't achieve anything. That is not the way to win an argument. It shouldn't be an argument. Um, kindness doesn't really lend itself to arguing. It speaks of sensible debate if both people want to have the discussion or simply agreeing to disagree and moving on. And I suspect that this approach is one that um, we're all going to have to adopt across the board. Um, I know we are having to in the workplace and even in churches. But an absence of kindness and respect just, first of all, entrenches anybody who's on the sort of vax-hesitant fence and doesn't know which way to go, it's going to put them off. Um, and others will just double down. Pride does that. If people have made a stance, a public stance, um, you're not going to get them to listen to you by attacking them. And look, at the end of the day, um, this applies to pretty much any contentious issue in the community. And if ever we've seen, I think, the growing need for kindness and respect of different views, it's it's sort of, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022, um, where we're all being cancelled simply for disagreeing with each other. Um, let's lead the way here as a community by showing respect, being kind, and understanding that non-vaxxers are paying a heavy price for their convictions. It's not easy. Mm. Simon, Will said, good to talk to you today. That uh, that time has gone quick. We could keep chatting about this for a long time. Really appreciate your time today and uh, look forward to catching up next Wednesday. So do I. Thanks, Mark. Good on you, Simon. My guest on the line this morning has been Simon Creek from HHG Legal Group, and we have been uh, yeah chatting about the different reasons some people refuse to COVID vaccinate in a respectful and in a kind matter. It's uh, not about having an argument. It's just about getting understanding people's thoughts. So we're not taking sides. It's just really good conversation that we can have here at 98.5. Thank you for all your messages coming through. Sorry we didn't get to all of those, but appreciate your thoughts and joining the conversation today. You are on 98.5. This is Weekdays with Mike. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com. Come.